Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. D mate, you well? Mate, I'm very well. How about you? No, I'm great. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about today's podcast episode of the Doss and D show. I'm I'm excited, mate. This will be a big one. Uh, I say I'm excited every week because it's probably the it's the one thing I look forward to every week. Is, well, you're passionate, and well, so do I. So that's yeah. a good thing, mate. It's, exactly. We both love doing this. Um, it's not a chore. Exactly. And mate, today's topic, like we've had a couple of big months, haven't we? Both of us. Huge, actually. Couple, last couple of weeks, actually, the last week in particular has been massive for both of us but last couple of months especially for you yeah would you say possibly the biggest life-changing well if anyone can gather by the title of this podcast episode um i quit my nine to five corporate job like that is relate to me right now that's relating to me you know it's and it's true absolutely uh three weeks ago took the jump um which was massive um and it was only a job that i'd only really just started and we'll dive deeper into details later on but um that's the reality right now but you're the same really in a sense like you're you're, you're making some big decisions and you have already exactly well i'm transitioning at the moment but um i'm hoping to be in the same kind of situation as you are um very shortly and making some steps to do that which as we said we'll we'll talk about a little bit later in the show so well today's episode probably a little bit um not different but well, not would you say serious or is serious yeah. the right word? I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. I mean, I think normally we have a lot of talking points and we probably have less talking points, but probably more specific. It's uh, probably more, more detailed. S- storytelling as, as much as anything too. Like, I feel like well, today really what it's going to be about, guys, is I'm, I'm going to be sharing my story into quitting my nine to five corporate job. Yep. And you're going to be sharing your experience and we'll touch on that with uni and everything later. Um, but it's going to be sharing that experience, the process to getting to that. And it really, it just correlates so well with our last episode, which, um, uh, linked with the expectations of society, really. Exactly. Well, the last episode, we kind of talked about those expectations and, and our thoughts towards it. And this one's more, now we've, we've talked about what our thoughts were and now we're actually saying, well, these are our first steps to actually living and that, it. And, and that was probably overall, like in terms of life, you know, this is career. Yeah, exactly. Probably focused, you know. Well, did you want to, we wanted to put a little disclaimer, didn't we? Yeah, actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. I forgot about that. So just to, just to be clear, all right, is that this is my decision and your decision. And this is not advice. This is not advice. Um, I'm, we're not telling you, um, when you listen to what, you know, what, what really what we explain and sharing our, our experience. Um, you might think we're crazy. You might think, and probably people will think we are. Um, this is our decision. This is our opinion. Um, and you don't have to, you take it with a grain of salt, but we hope that those that can relate to it, and I'm sure there's going to be people that hear um, you know, the frustrations in our voice into what our life has been um, in this line of work and doing what we're doing. I, I, I can just, I can hear, I can, I know people will understand and they can gravitate towards it, but those that don't, 
don't think we're telling you what to do because we're not. And we're not saying it's a right way or a wrong way. It's just saying this is how we this is how we feel. Yeah. And this is a path for us. It's funny because you just mentioned about you could hear almost people's frustration or in if they relate. Because that's how we were. When yeah, we read that's these, how it started, Some really. of these books we've read recently, yeah. we're like, this is us. And we get on the phone and rant for hours to each other. And like, yeah. this is what we've got to do and this is what we want to do. And yeah. we shouldn't be like this. And no. So we can relate. And hopefully, yeah, if we're not, again, last time, we're not us. We're not saying you need to agree with us. We're just simply sharing exactly. some of the... Why don't you quickly, D, if you could cover off just a few of the points that we have set out. Sure. So people get a bit of a structure on, um, you know, on what the episode is going to be about. And, and the points that we're going to cover off. Well, Doss likes to always put the little quote at the start of the... Uh, well, actually, you can say the quote, then I'll go through the points. Oh, it was more up. of a... Uh, was it for me? Was it yeah, it was for you. It was for a love. Uh, D and I share a Google Doc together. So, you know, of a night time, we'll be, you know, preparing preparing, uh, preparing for our episode the next day. And, well, we have a... You know, we put up a little quote, or I like to put up it's a little, little quote. little vision board. And uh, <laughs> if I've jumped on a bit earlier than D and I've put down my plans for the episode, I'll put a little quote up the top. And normally, it, well, it does. It relates to, to what we're going to talk about, and it's very topical. Uh, and my uh, topical quote today is from uh, one of the greats of all time, uh, the one and only Ronan Keating. And that quote is, life is a roller coaster. you just got to ride it. And... Now that I've covered that off, can you please just uh, get into the points, you silly, silly man? <laughs> All right. So we're going to start. We'll start by sharing the news. Drop the bombshell. Um, Doss mm. will we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But then we're going to talk the why for those decisions, um, how the sh- steps we took towards making the decisions. We really kind of want to break that down. And then we'll sort of talk a little bit more generically later on why we settle for what doesn't light us up, which is Doss's wording, which I really love, and um, and some questions to consider to ask yourself as well. So that's kind of a little rundown. I know it doesn't sound all that exciting, yeah. but um, but let's start with the story, mate. I think that's that's a good place to start. And, and you go. You yep. go. This is okay. your time. All right. Well, I, want it, I don't want it to go forever either because i'm a like what we talked about a couple weeks ago we're both d and i are both storytellers we love going into detail and um so if i can do it as best as i can without waffling uh, that's what i'm going to try and do but really um anyone who's ever worked in a job where you're constantly stressed all the time and you feel like you are constantly only thinking about work and it's the work's coming home with you the stress is coming home with you um and to the point where you d- your weekends are there and you can't enjoy your weekend because you're thinking about work. Yeah. If I can put that picture in people's heads and anyone who can relate to that, basically that's what this decision and what I'm going to talk about is based off. I saw that in you for multiple weeks because we were we've been working together on Sundays. Yeah. And come Sunday night, you just your, your energy changed. You just sort of turned flat. Yeah, and it was. That's the way it was. So I'll just quickly share my story and it just gives everyone a bit of an insight into and it relates to our expectations last week. An insight into, you know, my journey so far from finishing school and, and to where I am now. So obviously Dee said four weeks ago I made a massive massive decision um, and after only, you know, four months in a, in a new job, I decided to, to pull the pin, which four months, like that's not very long um, and people were going to, probably judge and look at you differently and think what are you doing but that's their opinion right so um i finished uni i studied sport management i did business sport management and while i was doing that 
worked part-time at a nursery, um, getting some pocket money and I'd drive to uni, do my uni thing. And I always just sport was my thing and it still is. I love sport. It's been my passion and will always be something I love. So footy, that's what I wanted to get into. So finished uni. Um, I got a part-time job at the Saints, which was, um, you know, to me it was a foot in the door. At, at first I was like, it's only part-time, you know. Jumped in part-time. I was actually uh, the logistics, uh, I guess you could say, coordinator. Oh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was the kit man. That's you could your official <laughs> title. <laughs> no, my, I think my, no, my official title was, um, gosh, it was... That's how much the job meant to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a uh, property assistant. That okay. was the... Uh, property so steward. Pro- yeah, well, the property steward's assistant. So the assistant to the regional manager for any office <laughs> heads out there. I um, get that quite... But, and then uh, uh, working part-time there... Um, a lot of you listening will, will know that so my dad passed away he had an events management business um, which that business was you know run big maybe five six seven big events a year um, and the people that were in attendance uh, were a part of like a membership or a networking club and they'd come to these big events and what you know dad's job would be is to try and connect the businesses that are in that room um, together to do business and not just at these big events the events were more for an entertainment purpose so you know you'd have a bunch of guest speakers it's a grand final breakfast there's a thousand people and it's that theme you know people come bring their clients to entertain them um so that's the background of my dad's business so while i was working part-time at the saints um we actually sold that business to another another guy or another business in a similar field um that became the name tickstar not a positive move anymore so Basically, I got offered a little part-time job with them. So I worked part-time with them as a business development manager. Um, so almost trying to net sales, really networking and and trying to get in front of people for a coffee and and get them signed up to our membership and our events and all of that, as you know. Um, and then that ended up being becoming full-time. So I departed St Kilda. There was a full-time opportunity. Jumped into Tickstar full-time, and. I was an account manager slash business development manager. So, you know, I'd be, it's full time. So Monday to Friday sales, you're out there trying to get meetings and catch ups with people. And I really loved it. And I guess that was what I really loved about it was that emotional connection to the family business. Um, and I, I loved that, you know, I was going out there meeting and connecting with people that knew my dad mm-hmm. and, and seeing the impact that he made. And I, you know, that was really satisfying for me to be able to do that. Um, so as I'm talking about this kind of line of work, it's, as you know, and others might be able to tell, it's all about building relationships. Yes. So, and I'm a firm believer in this in life as a whole, you know, build relationships, just talk to people. You don't know where it could end up. Yeah. Building relationships leads to opportunities. So hundred percent. We've, we've discovered that recently actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like for ourselves. I mean, we already, we always knew that and now it's sort of coming to fruition. Exactly. Um, so, and you know what, that's, that's a future podcast episode right there. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, building sure. relationships and opportunities and we'll talk about that. Exactly. Um, so with that came after a year and a half with um, this business in dad's business, um, one of my clients and accounts, um, I actually heard about a job going at their organization and the manager there had been a close mentor of mine. Um, and I've always tried to surround myself with, you know, a few people that can, you know, align with you in other areas of your life and keep you on track. Yes. So mentors or coaches or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
And one of my strong mentors, he was my sales mentor. He was the manager at this company. And I heard there was a job going on the peninsula where, you know, we're from. Mm-hmm. And I was driving to the city every day and I thought, oh, the peninsula, a sales job. I might just inquire him about it because it sounds fascinating. So as soon as I told him or shown any interest about the job, he basically went, mate, if you're keen, I'll, we want you. Like, yep. you've come to us. If you want it, we'll do it. Um, so basically... Oh, mate, it was so exciting. And that was the first real, you know, opportunity that was given to me from building relationships. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Um, so, and I'll, to me, it was a brand new industry. So it was nothing to do with what I was already doing. Um, wasn't sports related. It was just, it was purely sales in a big global organization, a manufacturing organization. Um and I would be the sales rep, you know, in the on the Peninsula region, which to me, op- opportunity to develop more connections, more relationships, build my own personal brand. Um, but what you just sorry to cut in, no, but go. as you talked about last week, uh, last podcast, I should say, you, your mates, and everybody around you, they were envious of your position. You, you touched on that last time when you t- yeah. talked about yeah. what you do and who you were and your job. People were just like, mate. What was the word? You're, you're a king. That's what they used to say. Well, yeah, I, I think I mentioned the fact that, yeah, they, not that they think, that, that, not that they were envious, but I think they look at you and think, wow, look at him go. Like the capabilities of, you know, within yourself mm. are there and they're probably seeing that yeah. and I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, and as I mentioned in that episode, you're in deep down inside, you're not overly happy. So when the opportunity came about, there was, op- and then, what we've talked about last episode, that succession plan and that, stra- um, that, I guess the the correct way to to live in society. There's that, um, the timeline you could say. Yes, as we all know, natural progression. Yeah, um, and and majority of us do it, or the world does it, um, and in this company there was opportunity for growth within the company. Yes. So it was stability. Yes. Um, you know. My manager was going to be someone who I was really close with, who was going to look after me. Um, not that my other boss didn't look after me, but just someone who I really connected with. Um, and it was the first time I really had a carrot dangled in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like That makes sense. And it, like, you know, it wasn't heaps more money, but a little bit more money helps. Um, and, you know, company car and, you know, getting looked after expenses wise, like... It was like, what an opportunity. Absolutely. How could yeah. I say no? So leaving was hard, but I was like, you know what? It's an opportunity. I've said, we should have an opportunity counter. <laughs> How many times has Doss said the word opportunity today? That would be, I'd love to see that because I reckon it's up to about 15. <laughs> Plenty um, of opportunities. <laughs> All day, every day. Um, so I walked into this role feeling like this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to make my mark. It's This is my chance to actually... I've done sales for a couple of years now. I want to actually become really, really good at it. Um, but yeah, I, at that point in time, and you know, it was only four months, didn't take long, but I was absolutely miserable for a lot of that time. And, and I'll, like, I'll talk through the steps and that's what we're going to yes. talk about. So, you know, off the, off the back of that, it's not like I just quit and that we're going to talk about the why behind it, but that's my experience today tell me a bit about you you know because you're you're similar in a sense so yeah mate similar to you actually um 
I come from a similar background. We all often talk to each other and say it's in our blood because it is. Um, my dad ha- owned a, oh sorry, owns a very similar company to how your, what your dad did, networking, business to business, connections, events, events yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, I learned a lot as a child growing up, being around that environment, meeting these cool people, going to events, seeing how it worked, seeing the power of, you know, not what you know, who you know, and understood all that, and then. As we touched on in one of the previous podcasts, I dropped out of school aged uh, end of year 11, so 17, um, was going to be a plasterer, actually. And uh, The old ca- calluses on the fingers. That's it, mate. Calluses uh, day. Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. No, that correlates with those uh, those days with the body image was yeah. very different to how it is yeah. now. So anyway, I decided that wasn't for me and dad gave me an opportunity and something that he speaks about a lot. He always says, it's for a season everything's for a season and the mm-hmm. season could be a day a month a year 10 years seasons change seasons change yes and uh, <laughs> so yeah i had that opportunity with him and i worked for him for four years and that was a great opportunity to to build connections meet people get ideas into industries and um it was great like looking back now the opportunity i had then opportunity again was uh what about that counts up to oh <laughs> man i don't know um Ben Lee would love it. Is that him that sings it? No, no Pete, Pete Murray. Murray. Pete Murray. <laughs> ben Lee, no, it's Catch My Disease. <laughs> but um, yeah, so after four years, I decided that, and this correlates again with the weight loss thing, I decided that fitness was my passion at the time, so I pursued uni. And I won't go into that because I talked about it on another episode. But when I decided to go to uni, I got this part-time job um, working in a warehouse, which is where I'm still currently employed. Um so did first year five days a week and look the money is not bad it's not it's it's probably decent so but what i found is you can get caught in a trap because you can climb that company too Mm. like you like any company you start at the bottom and you can climb 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 and i recently said to somebody like i can see the danger in getting promoted if that's really if you're not passionate about it which i was which i'm not it was again i use that term it was a season and i thought maybe one year two years it's so important. Get me through. Yeah, it's so important to have that mindset. Like, because if you don't, like, and you know within yourself you're a person of high caliber and want to grow, it's very easy to probably stay complacent. Exactly. Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. So, and nothing wrong with people that do. No, but, but, but it's not, uh, again, you're working in a place where you're not passionate about what yeah. you do because you don't have an emotional exactly connection to it and that's like and i was going to touch on that too as well you know when, exactly when you don't have that real passion for for whatever you're doing and that could it doesn't have to be work it's anything if you if it's not if it's not there inside of you mm, <laughs> oh sorry i was i was banging my chest thinking of matthew mcconaughey but if you're not really if it's not lighting you on fire um i understand you know Gosh, we just we just roll. We love this topic, but well, well, what I was going to say, and this is oh, I've mate, interrupted. No, 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 no. It's all good. I interrupted you too. So, but this is where I sort of feel that it gets kind of interesting. So people could come to you and say, well, if it's not what you want to do, why don't you get a job? And you know what everybody always said to me? I said, go be a PT, go work in a gym and yeah. personal train people. And I, I said, did that ever interest you? Because I can not really. No, to be honest, I, I want when I did so I, my degree that I was studying was sports science. Mm. And that degree, the, you don't study sports science to be a PT. You can become a exactly. PT through a different course. Yeah. Right. So you can just do a short little yeah, certificate or diploma. Exactly right. Yeah. So, and, and 
I sort of considered it for a while. Maybe I'll be a PT because I'll be happier and I can see people grow and build again. Building relationships. Build relationships and build your brand. Mentoring. Exactly yeah. right. But so, but I don't, I didn't want to jump around from sort of small job to small job, you know, like same, same salary, same, you know, all the same benefits, something and it burns within each of us. Something burns deeper. We have, we feel that we just have a deeper purpose and we want to do something that really excites us and that we, you know, we get up in the morning when we're excited to be doing what we're doing, which mm. we'll talk about a little bit later. So, and th- and that was just the start. So, but the biggest thing for me was, I found was the negativity and we'll talk about the anxiety a little bit later, but the negativity you're surrounded by, that's the biggest killer for me. So the job itself is fine. There's nothing wrong with the job. It gets you through. You ha- I, For me personally, there's no anxiety for doing my job. You were a little bit different. You had anxiety for some of the tasks you had to do yep mine doesn't come from anxiety uh, uh, from From the task from the task my anxiety comes from the people i'm surrounded by yeah and i'm not shitting on anyone so i know that sounds bad but it's just that environment it's well it's the employee i'd love to know how many times we've mentioned you know that you know you are the people you surround yourself with exactly but i used to see what i do at work is i go in in the morning i touched i think on another podcast and i work out before I, i work out at the workplace um, you got some weights there and our, stuff. Yeah, we got weights set up and a little gym, which sounds pretty cool. So we do that every morning. We work out and and I started... Do you train them, the people there? I did for... Yeah, well, I, the ladies upstairs used to come down at lunch and do a session, which used to just be a little bit of a fun. A bit of fun, yeah. But yeah, we'd work out in the morning and by 8.30, you're ready to start and I feel good. And you know me, mate. I do my Spanish in the morning too. So I do my weights and my Spanish and like... Esmondola. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> was that correct? Like, you, wait, I didn't mean. What does it, what does what it say? Espanola. I don't know. Espanola. Espanola. What does uh, that mean? That just means you're referring to a Spanish person, someone that's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you've got your morning routine there. At and work. then, so by eight thirty, yep. you feel great. All right, I'm ready to go. But by literally eight thirty-five, and just by listening to the conversations, go, you're not even involved in the conversations, but it's ticking along in the back of. Feels you like can hear right, it, yeah. and you can just hear. It's just. There is no positivity it's about anything. It's, it's yeah. just complain, complain, complain. Poor and me, poor me, poor me. Not even about the job. Nothing yeah. to do with the job or the workplace. It's just life. Life. It's just there's nothing. Oh, guess what happened last night? It's it's oh, guess what happened last night? I got oh, yeah, it got stuck in traffic. Went to supermarket. This happened. Yeah. That happened. It's like just simple little things, oh. and it's just all day, every day. And my, so that so that led to my decision. Um, LeBron James, the decision. Um, and that leads into the how and why, mate. So, well, you've actually written down some steps, well, we both have, but let's go through your stages of basically how you came to making that huge decision. Yeah. Um, so, jumping into any new job, it's exciting mm-hmm. um, and nerve-wracking too, especially when it's something that you didn't set out to probably to go down. Exactly. You know, it was was another opportunity like we've always said but it, it was to me it was it was a season yes. it was a season for me to go jump into an industry where i i don't know overly well but what it's going to really do is um strengthen my sales skills yes um and mastering is not the right word but to really build a foundation for one day when i do what my own business which i want and you want mm-hmm. i'm gonna be i guess when you build a house, you you know you put down the slab first. You build the strong stuff. You know this job the foundation. Yeah, the foundation. Like this is gonna be for me. This is gonna 
put me on that platform. I get you, yep. But then what I didn't think probably enough about was well, the business I'm going into and the industry of what it is and... Of, your, of the job itself. Of the job I'm yes. heading into and the product and am I going to enjoy selling the product yes. and interacting with the people I'm going to be interacting with. So I probably didn't go in um, prepared enough, I yeah, guess you could makes say. Sense. I, I, it took me a while to make the decision, mind you. You know, I'm denied for ages and I actually said no. And then I went back to the decision and thought, and this... You know, this is probably one of the biggest things for me with making the decision is I didn't speak to too many. Um, I mean, I I spoke to too many people before I made the decision. And is it that? Is it that? And that's one of the things we're going to touch on when you are about when you do want to quit. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they get everybody's advice. Yeah, because everyone's going to give their you know two cents. So I told I, you know I was going to people saying what should I do what should I do and you're talking to 10 different people you're getting 10 different conversations yes 10 different bits of advice absolutely um and the biggest bit of advice I probably got was um along the lines of that stable um uh, this is stable this is an opportunity <laughs> this is this is a chance for you to um get your foot in that door uh work in this role a couple of years Within a year, you could be promoted. Well, that's what they did to you. Within another year, you could be a bit higher, earning a little bit more money, a bit more responsibility. Um, And what they probably don't tell you is a bit more stress. Yeah, of course. Within, you know, I I think with most jobs, you know, when you, the the more responsibility you have, the the harder the, I guess, challenges or or issues you need to solve. Of course, yeah. You know, normally you know provides more stress and worry but so getting in that job worked in it for um say we're a couple months in actually we're not even literally no no word of a lie first day get in there pumped ready to go it was the first real day that covid like shut down the country yep so you know that first yeah that first day it was the tv was on everyone was panicking yeah kind of and trying to work out a bit of a game plan on what to do um, and mind you, this company, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. can't, like... Yeah, we're not shitting on our no, companies. We're like, not complaining yeah, like, about them at they, all. I, I, I'm so grateful for them to give me the opportunity and they're all amazing people and, you know, I respect them and, um, you know, what they're doing in their industry, they're really good at what they do. Yes. Like, so they're, you know, I can't fault them. It was just me, my personal values and worries and stresses that made me realise, you know, I'm not meant to be there. So... COVID's hit, you end up working from home. As a sales rep, you're meant to be out on the road and connecting with people and building your relationships, which I love to do. And, you know, once I got to do that, I did enjoy it a bit. And then, well, I did. I, I was enjoying it. Um, after two months, probably not even. Mm-hmm. Um, so my manager in my area, or yeah, my, the manager in my, that overlooked me, after two months, he departed. Okay. Well, not even two months, maybe six weeks. And he was, you know, like I mentioned earlier, he was probably, he was my mentor for two years before that. Yes. And he was the one who I probably, I was excited to work with him and have him there. And really I jumped ship to this brand new industry because I knew I had him to help me. Yes, yes, yes. And kind of guide me and show me. And, um, and you know, when you want it, like he's one of those people who, not that I want to impress him, but... 
you know, you would do anything for him. Yeah, I get that. Um, so when I got into the job, you're in this, like, so the first stage I've written down, you're eager to say yes to everything. So I, I wanted to impress. I wanted to do anything I could to make sure I was, I was the real deal. You know, I was making, we were meant to make 12 phone calls a day. I'd make 15, you yeah. know, um, meant to do X amount of, you know, um, data put into the system. I'll do, you know, keep, keep up in the ante. You wanted to impress them, right? Um, and then getting my head around another stage, getting my head around the product and the terminology, which that was my first real kind of taste of going, oh, like what I'm, we've got, seven, you know, 40,000 different products and this and that and I got to know X, Y and Z and, um, and, you know, you get told, and it's true, you get told, wait, doesn't matter about the product, you know, your people buy from people. So you be the person, and it's true, I totally, you know, I, I stand for that. You know, people buy from people. It's all about relationships. So after, so that manager, so the manager who left, you know, all of a sudden, and people are going to hear me say this, but I'm going to share it because we want to be vulnerable as yes. possible. When he called me and told me that, I was shattered, mate. Like, I actually got off the phone and I was completely gutted because I thought, I've just taken the biggest jump um, into something totally foreign and new um, and now that one probably piece of I guess could stability. say stability yeah. comfort you know it's gone yeah and he'd been at the company for nine years and I'm like geez you know I was frustrated not at him I was just frustrated at the situation because he needed to prolong or not prolong he was at a new stage in his career yes and I'm He's one of my closest friends and he's still my mentor and I'm so happy for him. He's doing awesome. So that was a big curveball yeah, thrown absolutely. at me, right? Then comes the stage four, right? So manager leaves at stage three. Stage four, I've got written down. Stressful, it becomes, the stress starts building up yes. with the job. So everything with COVID, um, obviously the products we're selling either come from, you know, overseas or, or parts of Australia, um, when you're dealing with suppliers and, you know, wholes- wholesalers and, and then you're obviously your customers, everyone wants everything now and quick. And yes, of So it became a bit of pressure and stress and, you know, you know, you probably get spoken to not in the nicest way at times, you know, not personally, not a, a personal attack, but just... That was the people don't want to hear a salesman when they're trying to work and exactly and but it wasn't even that it's like the more the you know you've we've ordered this where is it you know but oh, it's, okay. it's not as simple as as nice as that sometimes yeah um and then but that wasn't the overriding factor and then it got to the point where I was out on the road I was doing my thing got to COVID had kind of died down and I was just so unhappy. And it was affecting my mood like dramatically. Like I, I refer back to a point because I was new. I was doing training every day, two o'clock every day, get on Zoom and there's a training session about a product. And it was like that for five weeks. Like, and it was going to continue even when I'd left. So I was sitting in a training and I was like learning about something <laughs> from someone from the head office in New South Wales. And I was, I literally, I was sitting there going, I do not care about this at all. Like, I have no passion for this whatsoever. Like, what am I doing? 
yeah. I've left something that I was so passionate about and I loved and I knew really well. I had an emotional tie and connection to it and I just knew it and I loved it. And But, you know, I guess you, at the time you, I weighed up the negatives and my negatives at that other role were, you know, the travel and driving from the peninsula to Melbourne and that was hard and yes. financially that was taking its toll on me. At that moment in time, I was thinking about buying a house. So I'm like, I need to earn more money. Yeah. The list goes on kind of thing. So once you start feeling unhappy, you then get told, stick it out, you know, like, and I'm like, no, you're right. You know, I've only been in it three months. You know, you're right. I need to stick it out. I need to. So you put on a brave face and you keep putting up with it. But when you start becoming so miserable that um, for me, and, you know, I think we've decided our next episode, what's going to be on anxiety mm-hmm. is when I started having panic attacks again. And every time the phone would ring, my gut was in a knot. Um, you know, Sunday night, Dee would come over and we'd do the podcast. As soon as we finish editing or recording, oh, like, yeah, it's like it would just, yeah, my body language, my, my own words. It was just, even on a Saturday night, like I'd yeah, be worrying about work. And, and Meg, you know, we'd be sitting watching telly and I just couldn't relax. And, and then I started feeling really flat, like to the point, I don't want to say the word depressed, but just i didn't want to i didn't want to get up and do work yeah i make that makes sense so they're my real stages i guess for wanting to make the decision and but they were probably you know it's it's a mixture of all of those but then the overriding factor is all right well what do i want well that that yeah exactly right but that shows in such a short period of time how the excitement just got drained so quickly oh, no. and into unhappiness and stress and and what I like you said earlier about you know the stress factor is you know someone mentioned this to me not long ago is that a lot of if you went out on the street and you offered the first five people you walk past a million dollars most people would say yeah I'll take it of course here's a million dollars for sure I'll take it but if people don't realize that <laughs> with a million dollars comes a million dollar problems and the, and the more money you earn, the more money you have, the more stress the problems become because mm. there's more on the line. Yep. And that just resonated with me when you were talking about that because it's all f- well and good saying, well, you can earn this and earn that and this is what's in front of you, but you're just becoming more and more miserable and unhappy as you go along and yeah. the higher you climb because yep. you're taking away from you what you actually, you're taking away, not your values, but what excites you in life, what drives you in life because there's more time put into exactly. this job that you're not even happy. Spot on. Yeah. And this is hard for a lot of us as millennials. Like to me, this and this is the way my brain is at the moment and my thought of thinking, but this is not the time to settle. And no. to, and for me, like, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And anyone else who wants to, bloody good on you. Like, but, you know, I said before, I know that I want my own business one day. You want to work for yourself. I want to be passionate about what I'm doing. Yeah. And if that means trying different things to find that one thing that I love. Well, we have the there, biggest opportunity right now. There couldn't be a better opportunity now. Like there's no real responsibility. When I get into maybe my late 20s and early 30s, like that's when I yeah. want to look to be a bit more, live a bit more of a stable lifestyle. Yeah, that's absolutely. when you start thinking of, you know, you know the commitment and marriage and kids and stuff that's not you know that's not lined up on a timeline for me i don't have any of that planned but right now 
Like, but you have the ability right now to learn anything within reason, anything you really want. You can e- learn it. Exactly. Um, and we'll quickly touch on too, mate, and you mentioned this just before off-air. We, we have not thrown everything out the door and we're sitting at home and just we're, doing yeah, our exactly little podcast right. and editing. Like, I'm still employed, but yeah, I, I'll, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I'm in the midst of getting another job and, like, it's happening. And, and this comes back to the steps about... Well, what we on. better quickly say is that... So, Dost mentioned it earlier. So, for me, I've reduced my my days yep. and and it's not now I've got these extra days in the week to sit around and do nothing. It's actually to work on all these other areas. We haven't even touched the surface of some of the things that we do um, outside of this podcast to try and generate opportunity. Oh, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> opportunity and, inco- and income streams and all that sort of stuff. So, um did you want me to go through the I'll, steps? I want you to go through your steps. Yeah, so, so your stages. Mine, where mine's you are. a little bit, yeah. Mine's a little bit not uh, more brief, I suppose. So the biggest realization for me was was again realizing that the paycheck's not making me happy anyway, whether good, bad, or indifferent, and that money's not the drive for me. Money doesn't drive me. I don't need a lot of money to be happy. And we actually, we both read that book for our work week by Tim Ferriss, which we both love. And it actually challenges you to work out your financials to just even just get by. Like what is a minimum you can actually live on? And, and on top of that, you can actually work out the minimum. You can actually go and do all these amazing things like go on holidays and do this and do that. And a lot of people don't really, or I certainly didn't realize that the possibility, the possibility on, not as like you think. Oh, I need X amount. I need fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, and it's like we actually only need seven thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, exactly. That's what I love about it. Is like we say, oh, you know, I'll do that when. Exactly. It's like, just, and then you get to that goal, and you get there. Oh, when I get a promotion and earn this, then I'll do it. Exactly. But they get to that, and they actually still don't do the thing that they said they were going to do. Hundred percent. So, and mind you, like what you just said you go back to that thing you want to do. Say if it's, I want to go to Europe and I want to travel for three months um, or six months or I want to live overseas for a period of time. I want to, I want to drive that nice car. It put What that book does and what he explains is you put the numbers down on paper, what the possibilities really, what they really are. You can do it if you wanted to. Exactly. But we're just so afraid to... 100%. 100%. And again, it's like, well, what really drives you? Because a lot of people say, well, I want a lot of money. But why do you want a lot of money? What is... What's a part of the money itself? If you had that money in your bank account, it's not money that you want. It's that car you want or that vacation you want or that... Which is house you awesome. Want, like, which is absolutely and fine. I, not and I think about those things. Yeah, of course. We all want to wear nice clothes and we all want to there's all things that we, but why we all can't have you hobbies. do it exactly right so that's what we we're sort of alluding to and when this when these thoughts became more clear for me and it and the light bulb went off and i started to really understand the concept then it changed money changes the thought of money completely changes in your mind and you realize okay well money can be a byproduct of it'll come you know like you, you can you need to pay your rent you need to eat you need to survive Put a little bit away. Exactly right. And but you don't need as much as you think you need. If that yeah. makes sense. So that was the first sort of step. And then then I realized the anxiety, as I touched on earlier, I don't need to go back to that. But the anxiety that it was causing, um, and it was really the anxiety of just standing still. That that's where the anxiety came from. It's like yeah. okay, I, if I blink, it'll be I'll be two years into the future. I'll be twenty seven. I'll still be doing this. And I still haven't tried anything new. And 
all that kind of stuff. Stage three was researching, um, you know, these new ways to build income streams that, you know, we did, we've done, you and I have both done online courses. We've tapped da- into we've, it. Yeah, we've dabbled in little sort of side hustles and we want to document them a little bit more in the future to give you guys an idea. Um, so researching and learning, that was a, a big part for me. As I said, work out the finances and then, you know, trial and error. Try and generate some income on your own. Try and, and you can. And it's actually so much easier than most people think. Yeah. Um, yes, you have to want to do it, but there are the opportunities to do that. And basically stage six, and we keep mentioning we want to be business owners, we have business plans, but stage six for me is when we can go all in in that. Yeah. And that's that drives me. That excites me. Yeah, and I'll quickly go back. One of yours that you've just touched on too, um, before like before I actually made the decision, you know, and I in my steps I actually didn't even think I put down making the decision, but you know, actually working out. Well, if I really don't want to be here, um, what what do I need to do to do it? Yes. And one of those steps, exactly what you said, was you know I've actually. I've just quit my nine to five corporate job, which I just got, been in for four months. People like look at that and go, Oh my gosh. What are you doing? What yeah, are you doing? Exactly. Like and I'll tell you what, I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. And like I said, I'm in the process of, you know, finding another a role somewhere else. But I had to look at my current financial situation and go, All right, well what am I what what do I what are my expenses? You know, what the things I need to cover off to make sure that I can I can live, live yep. at least, you know, not comfortably enough that everything's okay. All right, so go over that money. Um, what have I got saved? If I'm happy to live off a bit of my savings for two months, a bit less, until I find that other part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, there's still money in the savings account when that's done, and I'm happy to go and work that other part-time job that might not have as much pressure. Maybe gets paid a little less. Maybe I'm, you know, not going out as much and yeah. buying food at the restaurant or, you know. Absolutely, mate. You can, you can do it if you want. If you want. Of course, you have to want because we talk about, you know, we talk about this all the time. If you want to just work a job and the job's just a small part of your life and you're happy to work that and on the weekend, enjoy yourself, that's absolutely fine. That's yeah everybody has a right and most people that works for most people yeah. and again we're not s- suggesting anybody does this we're just sharing our story exactly. we know that everybody's in different situations and it's not always people viable. have kids people have mortgages exactly right people want to buy investment properties yeah. whatnot people like their jobs yeah it's, people love m- their jobs millions of things so so we're just we're just literally sharing how we feel but so let's go into now mate let's talk about why we actually why it took so long to make these decisions? And we've got some points here. Um, and well, you start. You go through a couple yeah. of them. Well, so this is... I want everyone listening to listen to these and try and think about this because there's something out there that probably a lot of you want to do or a lot of you don't want to do to make a decision. Yes. But it's this list of things that is holding you back from going after that. Yeah. You know, or... So the first one, the fear of being judged and looking like that outcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a friendship circle. It might be living at home with your family. It might the people around you could be your workplace. Could be your workplace. The people that are around you, um, 
you want to fit in you want to like well i know i'm that type of person that i like to be able to get along with everyone yeah and fit in with everyone um but the fear of being judged and looking different and looking unusual looking like you don't actually quite fit in which this isn't the norm the way we think and you know what we've done so we don't fit into the common i guess society timeline like we don't because we're not currently doing that but that's one of the biggest ones is that fear of judgment yeah well absolutely and and another one the opinions from those that are closest around us um and i think it's important we touch on this too because we said let's use this podcast as as an example because i think it's something if you're listening then you can obviously relate so we decided to do this podcast a long time ago and when we decided to do the podcast we talked about it for a little while but we didn't tell anybody at the time like when we first decided and we thought let's just start recording let's start building content and instead of telling people hey we're thinking of doing a podcast and hearing everybody and not everybody but hearing thousands of reasons why we shouldn't do it let's just put it out there and then it's done like it's already done so we've already put the time in and it's it's happening and i think it's a similar situation with with this it's like if you get opinions from every single person of course you need five maybe five strong opinions that you really trust and and people that have their your best interests at heart but you don't need to get opinions from every single person because they will only see what they know. The hard conversations, they're also the ones that are... That's that's one that's pretty tough. Conflict is... Conflict is... And I've never liked conflict, mate. Um, I don't think anybody I don't think really anyone loves yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. But, you know, when you have to have those hard conversations and that's, you know, in life. Yeah. When you hear hard truths and yeah, people worry for you and, yeah, it's, it's a big one. It is. So that can be one that people actually... I don't want to have that tough conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just let it go and yeah. put up with whatever it is I'm putting up with, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, some people might be, might have the tolerance to do that, but others might not. So, um, and then the biggest one too is whatever you feel is more comfortable for you, but chopping and changing your jobs can seem unsettling to others yeah and people the one that i always hear oh, it doesn't look good on your resume that's the one no, always well did i have that there yeah um uh, worried you, about building up our resume rather than actually doing something well you there like. you go it's it's there but that's that's so true mate because yeah. <laughs> people people say well it doesn't it won't look good on your resume but we're we're thinking sort of slightly different we're probably thinking a little bit more sort of entrepreneurial i wrote a little on uh, no i because i know you love richard branson mm-hmm. like, Lo- love the man you know, you've read his, read his book. What was it called again? Uh, Losing My Virginity. That's a play on words because uh, his company's virgin. Are you sure those. it's a, a, a business book? By the sounds of that, it's... Uh, yeah, actually, well, if, if you're more interested in sort of his life, you do actually hear quite vividly how he does, in fact, lose his virginity. It's, it's, <laughs> really? in, the, it's in the book, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very funny story. I won't give it away, but definitely recommend reading it, even if you just want to hear how he thought Anyway, I won't go into yeah, well, it. It's, it's, it's a bit on, on on young Richard. Uh, I actually saw a video on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and it basically was saying um, how his company they've gone when they do job interviews and whatnot, and when they're assessing potential, um, I guess, employees and going through the interview process. Well, they don't like. There's the resume, but he said we don't look any further than the experience that they've got, exactly. the education. He said. That whole idea of going into their go, let's go their degree results or their their study results. Like some companies do that, they'll go into all right. Well, what were their results at uni? 
go into that. Um, in this video, he talks about he goes if they sit in front of if they're sitting in front of me and they seem like a, a you know a good person. If you know the person well enough, you can teach them. Yeah, you know, the, the, I guess the basic skills to the job. That makes sense, and I think most people I know that get these great jobs, it's normally referral based or it, it's word of mouth. Word of mouth, or they've been poached. It's it's, and I think especially post COVID, you'll see that the whole future of business and employees and staff is going to change. I bet you we there'll be more outsourcing and less sort of full-time staff members but oh, definitely well th- th- yeah the resume ones that's one that it's, in my mind i went you know what like our, our good friend gary v i watched a, <laughs> i saw a bit of his content and he said why why do people stick at this is the biggest thing that happened for me why do people stick at a job within the first three to four weeks they know that they hate exactly and they know it's not for them why do they Pride. stick it out for a year. Why? Oh, because oh, it'll look crap on my, my resume later on. That was in my mind. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't been in it long enough to know. Yeah, You can get sure. a feel early. And that's that was my feeling. Like I felt within the first three months, I'm like, I just don't feel it. This exactly, is mate. And so that's why, that's why I, I just really hope that people that are listening get this. They understand the bravery for you to make that choice yes because that's oh, i yeah. think that's thank you mate well i i think that's important because it's all well and good and some people say oh it's great they're chasing their dreams and all but they and i like that we're going through this because it just shows the other side mm. and the thought process behind it i mean you've got here seeking validation that others can't give you mm. um need to be liked and wanted the sheep theory i mean that's interesting in yeah. itself and and of course the last point is fear and risk yeah which does and I love asking myself that does does my fear outweigh the risk? Mm. And I think that's just a great question to ask yourself when you're making sort of a big decision. But um, oh well, mate. Actually, I've got it literally written down here in in the next section. I have is the fear of regret greater than the fear of failure? And for me, I would much rather fail. I'm not afraid of failing, but I do. I am afraid that I'll regret not taking a chance and not yeah. taking a risk. That drives me me too and that's so that's perfect so that's obviously the next part of our and that was an unplanned segue towards yeah segue towards <laughs> probably our last part of the podcast which is the questions you know we need to ask ourselves you know before doing this okay um so if you want or you've got if you want to touch further on that one that you just no said. mate well that that's for me that's the number one biggest drive is would i regret not taking this chance it's the same with the podcast like yeah. we could it's scary and it's it's scary when you first release it and people know especially the people you actually know yeah. but and we this this whole topic that we're talking about today doesn't have to relate just to work no absolutely not it can relate to something you want to give a go it's side a hustle. relationship or a person in your life you might that could might, be anything it could be anything it could be a person or a friend or anyone that might be a negative or you know, a negative impact on your life, like something that you just need to change. Yeah, exactly. You know? I actually had a couple of people, I know it's sort of slightly off topic, but I had a couple of people reach out during the week, which is awesome. And we love that more than anything when people reach out and tell us stories like that's, that's awesome for us. But somebody reached out and it was more in a music sense, which, you know, it was a different sort of left of field for what we're talking. But again, like that fear of maybe stepping out is what, seems to hold most people back mm. and when if you can just break that first step then i think that's just well you're on your way the what probably the biggest question that i had to ask myself is what is the worst possible thing that could happen yeah all right so right now 
Well, it's in the book, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Four Hour Workweek right now. Um, and you know what? <laughs> if you were someone that wanted to create, you know, build yourself up into this role, reading that book at that time was the worst thing you would have possibly done. <laughs> and on the back of the book, I actually think it says, "Warning: If you do not it want does. to change, don't, don't read, read this." And it's so true because by the time you finish the book, you were just on fire and ready. And, to get and you are. You're questioning, like, the theories of what we current, the way we currently what we've live. Been brought up by absolutely. And so I, had to, I asked myself that question. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? If I quit my job after three months, four months with no official, you know, I don't have another job that I'm going to jump to. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what is the worst thing that could happen to DOS? And I just had to say to myself, well, the worst thing, you know, I, I have to maybe dive into my savings. You know, if I can plan it up enough that go, all right, if I'm happy to leave, not work for, you know, a few weeks, maybe, maybe a month, maybe a bit more until I get that other part-time job um, or other job to fucking dive into my savings and be happy with that. Well, that's okay. Um, if that's the worst thing that can happen, what's worse than that? What's much more worse than that? Well, I, maybe I can't find another job. Mm-hmm. Maybe then I'll lose all my savings and I have to jump back into home with, and living with mum. you know? Yeah. That, I had to really ask myself the worst thing that can happen, but I'm, I'm, it's a I'm, great question. I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. No. We, we, you've said this to me before even when I was make, thinking you're making the decision we live in a country where people where the government they don't let you die I was just about to literally touch on that We uh, that's the thing and it makes the decision we've just been talking about how big a decision this is on the scale of things it's not that death is not the result of for me quitting a job um, means that if you quit in the right way and you don't call everybody a wanker <laughs> on your way out and but, but again I'd I, no, of course I got not. along with everyone exactly where I Exactly right. But what I was yeah. going to say is that the worst result could be for taking a chance, especially if, you, if, if you're thinking about starting a business or all this kind of stuff, then the worst thing that could happen is you might end up, especially in a Western country like Australia that looks after you, you'll just end up back where you, where you were. Yeah. And then you can regroup and start again. Rebuild. But if, if the fear, it comes back to the fear of failure, if that frightens you too much to put your hand up and say, well, I tried it and I failed... Fear of failure or regret. Like, what would you rather? Seriously. Oh, I'd rather... I'd rather Do a whole podcast on that. I oh, know. Well, there we go. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's... let's. We're running out of time. So, let's finish with a couple more of these questions. Um, and you wrote this one too. Is this job helping me become the best version of myself or pushing me further away from the person I want to be? Yeah. And I felt like that was doing that to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, mor- like morally, it was okay. You know... It, is it changing you morally, you know, testing your values as a person? Like yes. that's that's one of the biggest things, you know, and is you know, what's what are the what's the current environment like with your colleagues, with your boss, you know, are you in a is your isn't an, an abusive type relationship, mm-hmm. you know, or do you like you, you walk in eight thirty, as soon as they walk into that building and you hear them talk, your mood The vibe is just yeah is con- is um just instantly brought down yep. and you walk out at the end of that day completely deflated and flat you do and you have to then I mean you get on the phone and we start talking and you feel great by the time you're home again but that's a thing so uh, mate, I agree with that question um, and, and you know like w- w- yeah what is that culture in the business you know is it a heavy drinking culture is it you know is there a little abusive relationships in that business um, you know is it affecting your moods and or is it just simply not where you want to be yeah and is it making you more unhappy? Are you do you do you go to work and 
are you angry that you have to go to work? Mm. Like that's the thing. We want to work and we're not saying we, we really want to work. You and I want to work, but we want to work on something that makes, gives us fulfillment, we're passionate about, it excites us and we really look forward to getting stuck in and, and doing it. Yeah, like 100%. And when it got to that point, like when my mental health was so was hit so heavily and my anxiety, um, my panic attacks like through the roof and like like i mentioned earlier that you know that just that cloud of i wasn't depressed but that cloud of depression yeah like that feeling of just i do i don't want to get out of bed i don't want to do this i don't want to pick up the phone and i'm someone who is so relationships relationship uh driven you know i love meeting connecting building connections drive off i thrive off other energy and people yeah absolutely um so when it got to that and i didn't even want to do that i was like this is completely taking it all out of me. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Um, I think a lot of people will relate, honestly. Well, that just about, I think, wraps us up, mate. And sorry, it's been a little bit more serious today. We probably haven't had as many jokes or, or much. The passion's in the voice. Can you hear it? Yeah, you know? you can, it just it means a lot to us. And what I'd like to say is, like I touched on earlier, we've been absolutely blown away with the support. But what is even greater than support for us is when people reach out and actually share their own personal stories, what they're going through, um, you know, asking for advice, not that we're always the right people to ask, but at least just having that, just starting the conversation. the conversation, exactly right. And so if you, if you can relate in any way or you, or you're thinking of doing something similar, again, disclaimer, as you said, we're not encouraging this necessarily. This is our this is just, just us. our journey, what we want to do. But um, we're happy to talk to you. Um, and yeah, I suppose that's it. We're that's really just happy to it, talk God. to people. So yeah, again, just um, remember, jump in the show notes, show notes if you're not following us on Instagram. Um, it, it's, a, it's normally a lot more humorous upbeat, content it? upbeat yeah it is <laughs> so uh yeah you'll find that on instagram though you'll see well, a bit I more think of the silly got, stuff we've got we know exactly what we need to do next episode we need to uh we need to pump it up get some jokes in there get some stories Nah, we're excited so hopefully this helped you guys and you got a little bit out of it and like d said please reach out we want to have that conversation and we want to build relationships with our listeners absolutely so we've got some really exciting things coming up with this show Um, so we can't wait to roll it out over the next few weeks enjoy your week guys